world championship no that was not my goal at all i am a bit selective okay what i want to watch and what i want to read i never go that what is coming to impression the moment you hear that someone is a chartered accountant the finance professional you say oh you'll be reading a reading glass or, or you'll have a high tummy we are all playing the drama we are all uh, playing the role of one or another this is the life drama Welcome everyone to the new episode of Your Story Your Glory. Today we have a very interesting person with us. A chartered accountant. Why can't a chartered accountant be interesting? They are very interesting people. So the chart this chartered accountant I'm talking about he's a oil and gas industry finance professional, he's an iron man, he's an ultra trained runner, he's a mountaineer, he has uh climbed Mount Everest uh and he is uh, he's also an author motivation speaker and also a toastmaster wow and that's how we connected with him so let's welcome abdul nasar on your story your glory all the way from qatar but currently in kerala okay so with a huge round of applause let's welcome our next table topic speaker abdul nasar abdul your next book is titled Two minute sneak peek into my story. How would it sound as an audio video book? Your next book is titled Two minute sneak peek into my story. How would it sound as an audio video book, Abdul Nasar? Wow, it's my next book. I always love adventures, creativity. So I already have uh, authored four books. so i asked her i already started getting ideas about my next book so i can visualize it uh, about relationship that is the one new adventure i want to dig into more and to bring my experience to the world to the people uh, so i it to title it but it will be about a relationship why i say relationship from my all my this years 45 years whether it is uh, a career whether it is adventure whether it is a performance in the job family the friends any walks of life the relationship the human beings that matters the most you uh, a cv get a job but once you get into the job the technical skills after a 5 year or 6 year you get into a manager job then you forget all your technical skills now getting things done by the people by the 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 staff or the colleagues or the peers it's all how you manage the relationship you come to your personal life it's all about the relationship you wear the hats of a father you have wear the hats of a husband uh, it can be a, a loving child a friend so any capacity is all relationship so i want to dwell into i want to research i want to learn more about the best opportunity to write a book that will give a more enthusiasm curiosity to learn the subject yes over to you you can look for any bookshelves amazon it will be coming in few years time back to you <laughs> wow okay amazing. wow that's amazing abdul honey this was definitely a right and amazing way of uh, 
Toastmasters type of introduction of Abdul Nasser. And uh, absolutely right. And Toastmaster is the one that has connected us as we talked initially. We are in different countries and how we are connected beautifully through this platform. Thank you, Abdul. Welcome to our podcast. Your your story, story, your glory. glory. We are really glad to host you today. And uh, Deepak and I know a bit of your story. And today with this podcast, I think millions of other people would know your interesting, motivating, and I would say adventurous story, right? That brought you glory. Yes. Abdul, like you said, and uh, I'm passing this relationship book for some time. I'll come back to it. To cure the lifestyle disease like high cholesterol, you chose to get active long back. You started running. Now you have already con- uh, run more than 22 marathons. From 10 kilometers yes. to 90 kilometers, from running on roads to deserts to staircases to trails to beaches. And in 2018, you picked up Iron Man Challenge, which had 3.8 kilometers of open sea swimming, 180 kilometer of uh, cycling, 42.2 kilometer running. And you completed all that in 14 hours, uh, 14 hours, 50 minutes, if I'm correct. Yes. And I'm very curious to know. And that's when I looked at it, I was like, oh my God. We would really like to know what motivated you to do the Iron Man challenge. I'm very sure the cholesterol levels would have got gotten into control with your running, right? But how did you reach to the Iron Man challenge? Uh, to answer uh, right into the, to the question, uh, you mentioned, okay, I started running or walking or joking because of the health issues uh, to get rid of this uh, tablet. But once you get into something, okay, you start because of some reason, then you start uh, seeing, enjoying it and seeing the benefits of it, the happy feeling. So you want to continue it. Uh, from the movement from the uh, marathon or the shift from marathon to triathlon, uh, it was eventually happened because uh, because of the running, I had a, a experience in um, some knee pain or knee injuries. So some of my friends suggested that you need to go for the cross fitness. So one of the option is to go for cycling as a cross uh, cross fitness option. So I added cycling to my running routine. Wow. And then eventually I came to know that, oh, you already know running and cycling. Why don't you learn the swimming and you can be a triathlete? <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Life is all about adventures. Why I need to do the same thing repeatedly? Okay, interesting. Let me learn swimming. So then I learned swimming and then and, and eventually I started doing the triathlon uh, from the spring distance and uh, Olympic distance, half Ironman, eventually the the longest distance or the toughest one is called full Ironman. So in 2018, I did that full Ironman challenge. Wow. Isn't it very interesting, Deepak? We think about nine kilometers and he was talking about 90 kilometers. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, absolutely right. This is truly amazing. Now, you rightly said uh, that something that you started actually moved you into a different zone and finally into cycling and into swimming. And then you did this beautiful uh, journey of Ironman. And then within six months, what happened to you that you thought about going to Mount Everest? Means you are like finishing and you want to take some rest, but within six months, you are already on the Mount Everest and you took one month to cover that amazing mountain. I want to know during that one month, 
when you are actually climbing that uh, one of the biggest highest peak in the world what kind of emotions you were going through during that journey what thoughts were coming into your mind uh, absolutely right deepak it was a, a 60 days or two months expedition in actual terms uh, we did in 45 days okay. any emotion you can think of i have gone through it i should say that because at the beginning uh, you don't know this is first time you are doing you have no clue what's waiting for you so i reached for that expedition mentally prepared for that be ready for that uh, anything can be happen because uh, i'm as a risk uh, a professional so i did my all the legal papers ready if something goes wrong wow. i had a discussion with my brother because he, he, i can uh, take a trust of him so you have a one to one conversation and i have gone through the physical training and then mental fitness a lot of yoga or completely switched out of the social media no noise so always dreaming about that my expedition so mentally i did the everest expedition so many times even before reaching there ah wow so that was the one mental state and then the all the my fellow uh, expedition uh, partners or the fellow climbers they all uh, i'm meeting them first time even though i get the the nationalities i didn't uh, try to connect to them reach out to them so first time meeting them in kathmandu before the expedition so in 45 days or all the two months we were uh, knowing each other staying in the tents having lunch dinner together having fun so it's a lot of experience so each one has a lot of stories of what they are doing right now why they decided to go for everest what brought them to everest so it giving me a lot of insights about the real life and everyone is a unique story okay who are doing the everest there is a reason for that some may be professional climber some may be in a particular point in life they reached at a state they are doing something unique or something adventurous something different and some maybe is a passion some is a dream and what they have gone through we have a lot of time also to reflect and it introspect so we have uh, gone through all those emotions then once the expedition starts each moment it tests you or the mountain tests you are you good enough or are you uh, earned this to be here to stand on here to achieve this uh, peak i i was feeling like that and then i was reflecting my life also all my this life of all 40 years or 40 plus years and what i was doing whether i was uh, doing right or wrong or had I, i should have been done something different and so so many time and so many to introspect and then the real expedition start then you go through the uh, life or death or all those situations so you reach the peak then you go through the emotions okay you reached something and god is so kind to yourself you have seen so many uh, uh, tragic stories and so you feel so humble at some point of view and at some point of view you are facing the death itself uh, mm. even in, in my uh, situation there was a occasion that uh, my sherpa left me alone there was a storm i have no oxygen so i accepted that the death itself I, i realized that this is the end of my story so it's the choice whether you wanted to accept peacefully or you you wanted to fight it and at the end of the day it's your choice and and then again then after a few minutes then the miracles happens maybe the prayers of uh, 
uh, the loved ones, your friends or family or, or the nice people or the good work you did and, and maybe the miracle happened and start poking up the stories of uh, the adventure stories. The miracle happened, people survived in the sea, people survived in the desert. So then give me the push, okay, fight for at least one, three, four hours more. Do, do your the last fight. Maybe something will happen, that hope becomes. So that feeling of hope, and, and, and then the miracle happened in reality. Some rescue team comes and, and I get the extra oxygen cylinder, then I completed my descent and I reached the safe place. So when I look back, I have gone through the, all the emotion. There was a joy, there was a hope, there was, a, I don't see fear of death. Okay, if there is a fear of death, I will not reach that point because yeah. any time you have the fear of death, you will not be able to uh, pass those crevasses, pass those la uh, ladders, you will be coming back, you will be returning. Oh, this is not the place for me. I cannot proceed further. So the fear of death was not there at all, uh, but all the emotions, I have gone through all, all those emotions, if I recollect. Absolutely. You have gone through a lot of emotions. I'm sure your family would have gone through a lot of emotion during that two months when you were there and you were not able to connect with them. So how they handled those emotions? In reality, maybe but, uh, when you go for adventures, there, there is sorry, some, some limit to what you can disclose. So no one <laughs> expected that this is this much. Uh, <laughs> so I, I went for Everest to base camp one year ago, one year just before this expedition. I had some... Uh, one week uh, trekking into uh, uh, Kuwari Pass in India, Uttarakhand. So they thought this is another trip of his trekking trip. So I thought this will be a little bit longer, so don't be scared. So they thought this is as usual. He goes and this is a normal trip. But uh -huh. they realized the reality after seeing some interviews. But at the time I was uh, in front of them. So <laughs> it's a past, it's over. So yeah, they, they make me promise that I never do in future any of those adventures. <laughs> so, yeah. I know, I know. There's always a fear of unknown people who have not seen, experienced that. But what I'm taking away very strongly, uh, Deepak and Abdul, is that you mentioned a lot of emotion. And in the end, you said, but there was no fear of death. Because that fear is something that you have to stay away from. Your faith was stronger than your fear. And I think that uh, actually made you a victor that, rather than a victim to the fear of death, right? Absolutely. That was amazing. And um, I got to read a bit about uh, your story right now when you were talking. I realized that you have already written three books about your expedition, your expedition to Mount Everest, you have already mentioned the Iron Spirit for, from your Iron Man Challenge, from the Triathlon, and you have written a book, The Road Less Traveled. The fourth book that you are going to write is about relationships, right? So I'm really curious to know that uh, now that you have mentioned a human element, which is very strong in your life, something which is different from adventurous and something from expeditions and something which, where you have taken a lot of risks, this is the part which is a very soft element of us. How does relationship hold importance in your life? And what is your idea about this book? It's after writing the three books and it's a book and what I'm going to write about the, the next one, what is next. So this is the topic coming to me. Uh, maybe from my experience uh, to give some light. I don't have the clear uh, clue what will, will be the outcome and how it is going to end. But some of the thoughts uh, coming to me uh, when I think about the relationship. As I already mentioned, the different phases of the life, 
you wear different hats so you come across across a different relationship in different position whether it is as a, a dad a child a spouse or employer employee or friend or coach coachy or the sherpa so so many related relationship uh, and another aspect is uh, the cultural side of it and the geographical side of it uh, to give a more, more light into that i'm coming from a village in kerala it's southern part of india is part of asia and and then i worked almost uh, uh, 15 years uh, uh, sorry more than a two decades in uh, middle east is arab culture there we have a uh, people from coming from different nationalities different cultures is a di- diversity is a part of in, in any company in organization you what you deal with so i see a lot of differences in the culture wise or and the asians westerners or whether you come into sports how you how, how they see whether it's the marriage so i see a lot of differences uniqueness in and different so i'm not saying one is right or one is wrong so i thought of this is a good subject to, to people more into uh, dwelling into and explore and experience i want to share my experiences as well so the person in my village you don't want to uh, i don't want him to go through 20 years or two decades to experience the same what i'm experiencing wow. so i want to uh, share some lessons what i learned no no absolutely no doubt this is going to be an interesting book right uh, because when you mentioned the diversity in the relationship the geographical cultural uh, living in different countries going through different cultural differences i think your experiences and your story will definitely add a lot more value to people around you and to the world moving to the next question from here only you mentioned that wearing lots of hats which is the most difficult hat for you as of now maybe uh, a bit the, challenging the, the, the difficult hat uh, in fact i see it in a differently because in uh, we are all playing the drama we are all uh, playing the role of one or another this is the life drama so i don't know i am uh, just uh, uh, wearing that hat or forced to wear that hat <laughs> <laughs> so lightly so i been thrown through something okay enjoy it okay let me see how it goes so it's like that so for me i am juggling and i enjoying each role what i am playing whether i am as a head of the finance department in national oil company dealing with the multinational companies whether it is an employment challenges or whether it is a husband and the relationship with my spouse or my parents and friends and and the sports life and now i am going to the colleges and institutes to share my story as a motivational speaker so this is part of my social uh, uh, responsibility so i'm enjoying whatever coming to me so i don't see which one is difficult or which one is uh, there is a, all learning lessons i see a lot of learning and growing so the life is full of uh, adventures i should say i must say abdul has been enjoying all the hats with a bit of adventure in them because i feel like i'm breaking all the stereotypes so maybe more i'm coming from the, the asian side or the village side i'm a chartered accountant okay so there, there is a, a impression the moment you hear that someone is a chartered accountant the finance professional you say oh you'll be reading a reading glass or, or you'll have a high tummy i started using the glass only recently <laughs> okay, because i cross the 40 for the i have to i have to otherwise so i'm breaking the stereotype or if you have a busy corporate life you are not not supposed to do for mount everest or the iron man or marathons you will be busy with your corporate life how this is possible and and then uh, 
you name it. Uh, I'm breaking all the stereotype, uh, all the, the past notions of what is right, what is wrong. I'm going beyond all those borders. Absolutely right. You know, uh, and uh, this is what Hani said, you know, the way you have been wearing multiple hats is, is really, really admirable. I know that you have uh, choose to face so many challenges and you have overcome that. But is there any uh, personal challenge you are still running from that you would like to face with that iron spirit? Uh, currently, the age is a uh, <laughs> challenge, so I'm 45 <laughs> plus still. <laughs> Come on, Abdul, that can't, be, that can't be a challenge at all. You are super fit. Uh, I'm challenging myself. Uh, even the previous week in Boston, I got a personal best, a personal record time. I, I mentioned 22 marathon. My fastest marathon is the previous week marathon. Yeah. Three hours, 27 minutes. So I'm challenging my myself again, the next marathon, whether it is maybe Berlin or uh, uh, I have so many events uh, lined up. So I'm thinking of getting my personal best in each uh, marathon. So, so I'm challenging myself. And you uh, talk about the corporate life. I'm heading as the head of the, the finance uh, of a 35 billion uh, portfolio. Still have aspirations and dreams. So I have a, maybe 10, 15 years of career ahead. I have a, more uh, miles to go and to accomplish. So the moment you hear that someone is a chartered accountant, the finance professional, you say, oh, you'll be reading a reading glass or, or you'll have a high tummy. I have a, goals there, dreams there. And my personal life, uh, this is a never-ending job. You want to improve your relationship uh, with who are next to your loved ones. So always have a daily goals, a monthly goals, or, and the social life. I have goals always. Uh, a spiritual life uh, and social giving back, writing books or reaching out to people, whether it is a broadcaster, whether as a motivational speaker. So I always uh, have goals, moving goals, and, and, and keep challenging my time. And, Getting time for all these uh, goals is the toughest one I'm facing right now. 24 hours, 24 hours a day, I feel it is too short for me. Really inspiring, really inspiring. Ah, and with that, I think, uh, Deepak, I have this another question in my head. When you say that 24 hours seems really less, uh, and I can actually visualize that, obviously, when you are planning for a Mount Everest summit, when you are planning for an Iron uh, Man challenge, or any marathon, and you're challenging yourself to reduce your timing. Every time you're preparing, working hard on those goals, and you have a job too. How do you manage to get the time to work? I'm curious to know how do you find this balance in your life, which is very, very critical for all of us. It's a hard reality, okay? We all have 24 hours a day that we need to accept it and recognize it. Once we have done that, we need to see the distractions or what are the activities really consuming our time? We need to. Uh, I used to go for a, a practical way of uh, noting down how I am spending my time. Uh, for example, seven days that uh, one week cycle or a monthly cycle, exactly how I am spending my time. Then I see whether I can remove this this activity or reduce this time. Uh, for example, the travel time. I keep shifting my house maybe close to my office to reduce the travel time, or I may think of shifting my uh, house too close to my school uh, uh, to reduce the travel time. So somehow I reduce that and maybe the TV watching time, the distractions. And then I, I say that this, this, uh, the young uh, youngsters, you just divide 24 by three, you get eight hours, okay? You use eight hours for work, eight hours 
even if you use eight hours for sleep, still you have eight hours per day. That's more than enough for your activities, for your passion, for your uh, family, friends, you name it. Eight hours is more than enough. But in reality, we don't know how we are spending our time and what are the distractions. Whether it is maybe uh, uh, emotional intelligence or, or the YouTube will giving us the feed to watch the next video, next video, next video. We, we don't know how many hours we, we spend our time and the news or I'm a bit selective, okay, what I want to watch and what I want to read. I never go that what is coming to me. So uh, I manage my time. I try to take control of how I am spending my time. So this helps me a lot to be aware of uh, and what are my goals. If something is not aligned with my goal, I'll cut, cut them out of my schedule. I'm a bit uh, harsh on that. Yes, you have to be harsh on uh, something yes. which is because you are doing, you are achieving big things in life. You're not achieving small things yeah. in life. And things like Mount Everest or running 90 kilometers cannot be achieved by uh, watching YouTube continuously, yeah. definitely. Crawling <laughs> through the video that they shot, never is gonna help. So for all those who are listening, uh, be aware that eight plus eight plus eight works. It really works. It has worked for Abdul, it should work for all of us. And I think that's a great lesson that we need to keep a watch. We need to be aware of where are we wasting our time? I think awareness is the first step, right? Absolutely For right. Good balance then only, in life. Then only you make right choices. And Abdul, as you said, that you are managing your time well. But uh, it's not only managing your time well that makes you successful uh, as an individual. You were fighting your own fight to achieve your goals. But definitely when you are there in form of uh, achieving your goals, there is always some kind of support system behind you. What is your support system looks like? As you rightly mentioned, uh, I have a, a circle of people always around me that is uh, aligned with my goals. Okay, just uh, leaving the family, I just give an example. For example, I have a running marathon, so sports, marathon, triathlon. So I have a group of people. They are either marathon runners, uh, running club, or it's a tri club. So two, three clubs I associated with. So they are circling me. So I get that inspiration, motivation, even if I discuss with them any crazy idea of a 90 kilometer, 200 kilometer run, they say, oh, it's possible. Yeah, they never say that you're crazy, okay? These people are all crazy people, okay? So this is the circle I'm talking about. Absolutely. But if I go to my uh, colleague in the, in the office, if I talk about them, he, he may say that you're crazy. No, you cannot do that. So I never disclose this to them. So I have a selective group of people which I can discuss with. And then I have a author uh, family or group when I am talking about writing a book or the format or the stories. The, so the title of the book, what should be the format should be the, the, the photo, this should be like that, the color. We, we support each other. So we share and we are, you know, because there will be vulnerabilities. Okay, if you cannot go to someone and say that I'm going to write a story of my own, I'm going to give us it. Are you mad? You are going to share your this story? They will judge you. Yeah. You, you will be ridiculed. You will be laughed. No, no, you cannot. So I'll not share those. So I have an author group or we are self-supporting. We support each other. So I can share with them any crazy ideas. They will say, very good. This has some uniqueness. This is your unique story. This is what people want. They don't want to copy cat or the same. So this is something unique. So, and, and coming to the family side, my better half of wife's, uh, She's also coming with that background. She's a box, a kickboxing champion, and wow. uh, she do paddling, wow. and uh, she's uh, 
she she is uh, she not much running but she has other adventures like mentioned volleyball or kickboxing and also she supports me if i am running a marathon or 90 km she will be all over the course with the gatroid or the gel or banana or something oh my so god oh 10 hours on the course she will be 10 hours on the course as well okay so i'm i'm lucky and i'm so blessed to to have a support system like that and and even for everest uh, she was bit uh, supporting and but after everest she decided okay if you want to go to the next one like a k2 or something you can go but only condition you have to take me also along with you we'll go together <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah yeah i'm blessed how about your, how about your kids uh, what what are what are their feelings are they proud of their dad uh i think i think they should talk by themselves so, so I, don't, i don't want to because the kids are uh, i don't know how they see sometimes they may be proud i feel i assume they will be super proud of their dad and all these adventures i yeah. don't know uh, so i would like to listen from the directly i don't want to assume because we need to call them for a podcast <laughs> yeah absolutely and, absolutely and i think uh, deepak abdul have very beautifully uh, reiterated that the support system is always crucial the way you choose your people the people around you are they motivating you are they actually helping you actually gave you a lot of strength right i remember honey uh, we have heard yeah. from our childhood that uh, the 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 top five people around you will make you what you become yeah. in life you know and yeah. exactly that is what uh, he has reiterated that if you really want to become a mountaineer you will not sit with doctors you know you have to be sit with mountaineers or authors or yeah. the what what you want to do in life you know so that's very insightful abdul and i think um, i have learned a lot from this and our audience must be taking away a lot of learning from uh, this particular aspect of your life thank you so much appreciate you welcome and also add to that i also like to challenge you yeah. myself for example i am activating uh, i'm participating in a, just give an example a marathon every year so if i start getting that uh, first prize and one or two occasion then i go okay i'll go a little bit wider or larger or something which i can be challenged so i'll be coming as a 5 or 10 or 15 so i have a more room or challenge to fight again to get into the top so i never stuck with something okay oh okay this is the place i can be always on top and no no i want to always a challenging a goal always so i always keep myself from moving from maybe one activity to the next or the from one level to another level or so i always love to that it's always personal best i am not competing with anyone else so if i am improving uh, considering or regards to my previous performance that's always my target when, when i was reading about your 90 km run uh, there was a huge difference of timings that you did previously and then you yeah. did the latest one and that says it all yes yes absolutely i'm grateful i'm always thankful to the almighty for uh, all the the blessings of uh, especially the health uh, the sports injuries always is, is a challenge for any athlete so awesome abdul you have always been creating new milestones at your work you are aspiring to get and grow bigger you are at marathon you are beating your own timings every time just like you said right now right uh i am very curious to know your next target or milestone at toastmaster journey what about world championship of public speaking or uh, any other role that you aspire to take up i hope uh, my clubs are not listening to this i didn't uh, pay my fee for this year <laughs> 
Which is your I'm going to go back because of the COVID. Uh, always, uh, to be very uh, frank, uh, I need the stage time. Okay, these days I'm going a lot of stages to universities or uh, the seminars to be uh, natural to share the uh, stories from my heart. Uh, I need uh, that stage time helps me a lot. That's okay. one of the reason I'm uh, keep going to the club. Uh, the basics. Uh, having said that, the public speaking, the milestone world championship, no, that was not my goal at all. When I joined Toastmasters, my goal was, uh, this was a burning desire inside, inside me to share my stories to the students. So to get that storytelling technique, that was one of the reasons to join the Toastmasters. I feel like that I achieved that, not achieved still, but there is always, there is, a, there is no achievement or reaching the milestone. There's always improvement or learning lessons. So that was one of the reasons that helped me and I continue to attend Toastmasters for the, uh, for the stage time. And then uh, I did the, I went through the leadership journey as well. Uh, I went through the club president. I was the club president of the oldest club in uh, Qatar. So proud to say that um, I, I held the president of Doha Toastmasters Club. Everyone is proud to say that. And I did the area director role. And, and then now I'm more focused to, to sports and, and on performance. So a bit passive, but still I go for the stage time uh, to the Toastmasters. Absolutely. Thank you. Okay. A Doha Toastmaster member is here with us. And I'm very sure, Abdul, if you keep on sharing your stories because we genuinely believe that yes, you have very inspiring stories. And it's not about world championship or public speaking as a title, but it is one of the story that comes at that stage and win the hearts of many people, right? So I'm very sure we would definitely love to see you on that stage someday. But yes, keep sharing your story. That's, uh, a, I think, a better way of looking at Toastmaster journey, not just as a trophy or any title, but your desire to share and inspire people, especially the youngsters. I think that's beautiful takeaway for me. And I think my honey and me were when we were discussing to invite you, the one of the idea was that we want to share your story with the world, but we also want to share your story with all the Toastmasters so that you know they know that we have a Toastmasters among us who is like so inspiring and uh, the guy who takes new challenges every day. As we are coming towards the end, I would like to uh, ask you, what is that one of your favorite quote that straight or directly resonates with your story? Uh, it's all about the continuous improvement. Okay. Follow the process. Anything is possible. I repeat the same. It's all about continuous improvement. Yes. Follow the process. Anything is possible. Just look at me, my life. That's example. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, uh, Abdul. Uh, yes, friends, this is all about continuous improvement, continuous improvement, taking those small insignificant steps towards your goals, like Abdul has been taking, breaking your own record every moment, every day, small steps will help you achieve your goals, honey. And breaking the stereotypes. I can't do this at this age, or this is not possible, or this is not doable. I think Abdul is breaking all the stereotypes. And Abdul, uh, I know many of us, including me, including Deepak, including many of our audience members, I'm very sure we operate through certain limitations in our head that what is possible and what's not possible. And your story has given us insight into the possibilities of everything, be it uh, running a triathlon or uh, doing a Mount Everest summit. And finding the work-life balance in such a beautiful way 
I think your story has been really amazing and we are glad that you're here to share with us and we are going to share the story with the world now yeah so thank you thank you so much i'm i'm personally very inspired today i'm all excited to do new things take new challenges abdul i ran my first marathon in 2020 just before covid happened it was 10 kilometers 21 of my goal this yes. time because abdul has inspired me to do it thank you so much for joining us on your story your glory to see this episode you can subscribe to our channel uh, deepak sharma speaks it will be on the video and our podcast your story your glory on all the channels apple google stitcher amazon music and we are so grateful today abdul was with us thank you honey for being my lovely co-host thank you abdul for being with us on this podcast your story your glory thank you thank you so much stay healthy always bye bye take care